Welcome back to Life's a Garden, episode 44. Today's guest is a karaoke man. He's been DJing karaoke for multiple years now. He is an overall music fan, comic book fan, podcast fan. And uh, me and him have a really good conversation today. I think you're going to enjoy it. Talk about a lot of really good things. So let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Joey Newkirk. I think, honestly, by the end of all this, I'm going to end up having every karaoke DJ on the show. Yeah. Because I end up becoming friends with them all. Because <laughs> I already had Michael on. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's already been here? Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... um, uh, uh what am I trying to say? It's uh, there's 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 a there's a good amount of them in Billings here. Yeah, there yeah. really are. And like, <laughs> I've I've bounced around to different ones, and I I enjoy most of them, honestly. So, right. You know, you know, obviously, I've stuck to my certain ones that I enjoy. I would say there's always a little flavor. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I ended up starting back at Hudson's way back in the day. Which was, uh, you know, I would go to karaoke bars and be like, dude, I could do that, but I would do it like this, but I would do it like this. Um, and then when I finally got reins of doing that, um, well, I mean, it lasted for a while, but boy, was it a roller coaster. <laughs> right, yeah. So what were, like, the level, like, the steps you had to take to get into that? I completely fell into it. Really? Me personally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was 100% just in an accident. It just came from hanging out and just kind of having this, like, I guess this style, uh, how, how I just wanted to see things. Okay. Uh, how I wanted to see people act on a microphone, how I wanted them to just kind of to, to let go. And um, not so much um, be like a center of attention, but as more, more as a way to be like, this is just the energy I want to bring and I want to see everybody else bring it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, and... I mean, you've always <laughs> been one of the more like charismatic DJs that I've known back in the Hudson days, which real quick, can we just say RIP Hudson? <laughs> RIP Hudson's. We'll have to talk yeah. some Hudson stories. For, for some people who don't know or are unfamiliar with it, it was a, uh, what I would call a dive bar on the West End. And, um, it liked to, uh, we were, uh, we were an underdog of a bar. Is that, that's how I would put the place. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. mean, I, it was my favorite bar. It's still to this day was, <laughs> wasn't always has been my favorite bar it's because we didn't have rules right that's definitely part of it <laughs> I, I also thought you know it, it had a good regulars you know the regulars that came in there was not like trashy people not like sometimes well okay <laughs> but on on the general aspect i thought the bartenders were awesome oh yeah you're talking about like people who work there i mean yeah when you work in a bar that you're gonna have all sorts you didn't see yeah. a lot of like it wasn't crazy rowdy like a lot of places can be you know what i mean sometimes yeah for the most part yes it was a very laid back you're right on the nights that you would come in because you guys were my sunday regulars yeah i mean and those were your nights you guys own that yeah yeah that was so fun (laughs) i I guess to be fair you were there a lot more than i was so you've seen a lot more stuff than i did um but like they used to do the fights they used to do they had 
beer pong. They had pool. They had like anything you wanted. They had it. Yeah. Nicely tucked away in this little area. Yeah, we were very much about doing party style events, groups of things. We would always have like baseball teams and uh, we had pool leagues there for a while. Yeah, a lot of team and community building stuff. That's really, yeah, you're right. That's a lot of how the philosophy of that place worked it, in in a train wreck sort of the way. But. Yeah. yeah, it almost <laughs> was inevitable that it was going to fall off the rails at some point, it seems. I mean, it. I wouldn't say it was so much that it would fall off the rails in, in that sense. It just, it didn't, it didn't grow. Mm. I, I At least I didn't feel like it did. And then, you know, when... Uh, some new people came in to buy the place up. They just wanted to go a different direction. They wanted to grow in a more solid direction. Yeah. And I think that, I guess, yeah, I guess if you say it would went off the rails, it's because maybe a, like a certain vision sort of stopped. It was just, it didn't know what it was. And when a place doesn't know what it is, it's really difficult to keep it going. Yeah. And it basically kind of just was a party bar. Like, yeah, that was the thing. Cause there was, they would do sports, they would do karaoke, they do, you know, the bar games. They'd have live MMA fights outside. Dude, and believe me, I love the energy of going from an MMA fight to karaoke. Direct. It was one of the craziest things. Because those are two things that don't seem compatible. Like, and, and they're, they are very different crowds. But boy, sometimes you get an overlap that is bizarre and fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so was Hudson's the first place that you did the karaoke stuff at? Uh, yes, ran it. I mean... Yeah, outside of Hudson's and the Crystal, I've never, I really haven't done it anywhere else. I've mm. always just kind of, I've always just kind of enjoyed it and everything. Right on. Yeah. And then, have you done anything else musically outside of that? I mean, I've had some gigs here and there with some people I've played with, uh, some really small shows, but no, nothing too much as far as that goes. Just uh, singing or? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, it was it honestly wasn't until I started running the karaoke that I actually became comfortable. Yeah. Um that's something I tell people all the time is that when I first started working at Hudson's and really first started running it, <clears throat> I was excited to do it. But for the first two years before I started every show, I was terrified and nervous because even though I'd performed in like choirs and with groups and stuff having that spotlight is something I still really wasn't comfortable with for a very long time, but I was determined to be comfortable with it and show everybody else that was uncomfortable to, uh, how it's done. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that because I've always credited karaoke with my progression in not only my performance, just cause you know, I'm in a band, right. But also like helping me vocally. Cause yeah. I've, I've never really been in, I've never had any lessons. I've never done... I was in choir in, like, middle school. Right. But never anything beyond that. And so it's always just been me being in bands. And then from my last band before this one to now, it was, like, a six-year gap. And one of the guys who was in that band is in this band, too. And he said he noticed a huge difference in just overall quality of vocally, timing, everything. And I credit all of that to karaoke because that was the one thing that I did on a weekly basis. And it, you know, it helps you keep in time. You, you just get more comfortable because you're singing other people's songs. Right. So but you're, 
in, in, and especially probably in your case, you're singing other people's songs, but what you're really trying to do is find your voice in yes. doing it. And I did. Like, yeah. there was, I found so many different things that worked for my voice doing that because, you know, you just, you just, it comes with time and comes with just working at it. Right. You just find things that you notice sound good with your voice. And so right. it's just translated perfectly into making my own music and i it's crazy like that was my workout station like that's where i worked out my just timing and and my voice and all that can i ask you how is there is there any songs that you sing in karaoke that you do in that you play in your band no but because we don't do any covers it's all okay we do all original okay but but you find other people's songs as like a guiding force to help you yeah to help you um hone your own craft well and then you just you uh because obviously different you kind of follow the guideline that the original musician set for those songs right at at least at first and so then you find oh he does it like this let me try it this way like i've there's certain like growls in my voice that i've like learned to sound better like with rebel yell right you know that's one song i and we've actually talked about doing that as a cover (laughs) because it's one of my favorite songs to sing and then like rocket man's another song i sing a lot there's i can't both those songs there's parts in those songs that i like changed oh 100 percent, yeah and so because i found like that suits my voice better and then i translate those techniques into songs that i do that we write right yes and you seem like somebody who is very comfortable with your version of the song rather than trying to find somebody else's and i i get that i i find myself sometimes hearing a song and um trying to imitate it in Mm -hmm. my head which is a good place i think to start but then you like if you're trying to get down a song um i'd say recently i uh i've been trying to do that with like um iggy pop's lust for life which I have to say, I'm also very disappointed that I have not found a version of the passenger from Iggy Pop. <laughs> but what I'm trying to do, what I'm saying is, is I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm using this as an example of a song that I am familiar with, but I don't know, but I don't want to sing like them, but I'm using their version to find what I'm trying to convey through it. And it's taken me a while and it doesn't always take me some, you know, and sometimes I don't try so hard in some songs and sometimes I try and harden others. Um, but, um, to find, to find what you're trying to say. Yeah. That can take some time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of, I think it depends on the song too. I think. Right. And how you feel it. Yeah. Well, I've tried songs that I, I really that I like and that I think can suit my voice, but for some reason it just doesn't work. Like, I, I can't think of any specifics, but I'll try songs, they won't work, and so I just... It just doesn't fit the same tone. Something, um, yeah, there's yeah. something off. You can always yeah. tell when there's something not there. So I have my list of songs I know are like my... <laughs> and then I'll, I'll still experiment and I'll try new things from time to time. Yeah, or or, or just, you know, or just do a key change. Like, I love doing... Um, I love singing Flogging Molly, but as you can probably hear from even from my speaking voice, like, I just don't have... Um, I don't have that tone so i have to definitely modulate the rest of the song to make it 
to make it work. Yeah. To, to get to get a feeling that works for me for sure. And yeah, it, it doesn't even work because I'm also not you know I'm not a skinny Irish person. <laughs> I'm not skinny, but I'm Irish. <laughs> ah, I mean, I'm 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 Irish by proxy because I'm from Chicago. So, oh, fair, fair. are you from Chicago? Yeah, I was born in Cook County. Oh wow, okay. Which is Park Ridge, which is like it's basically Chicago. Okay, I never. Yeah, knew that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I go out there and visit sometimes. I tell people to always, uh, you know, go out there and check it out. I promise you probably won't get shot. Oh yeah. Well, that's it always gets a bad name for itself, which I don't know. I've never been there. That's just some of the neighborhoods. The neighborhoods I grew up in were none of those neighborhoods. Right on. How long did you live there? Uh, for about twelve years. Then we moved out here, um, and then uh, my family lives out there. They live in the Wisconsin Chicago area, like on my mom's side. So okay. we go out there and and. Uh, you know, visit every once in a while, and then, you know, I come back with a slight Midwestern accent again, and people are being like, why are you saying hot dog funny in museum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So yeah. did, you have, did you have a pretty decent accent? When, when, when did you say you moved no, here? No, like, I didn't, I, I moved here really young. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, it, I don't know, the whole Midwestern thing, that's, it depends on where you go. That's definitely, for me, I can tell that's more of a Wisconsin thing. For sure. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, God, there was something I wanted to say about... Oh, I was going to say, just in reference to the um, finding your style with the karaoke things, I do like hearing other people and the way they do their versions of songs. I honestly think it's... it. I prefer it when a, somebody's not, like, a, an amazing singer, but, <laughs> but they take chances on changing songs into a certain way. I prefer that over somebody who sings a song exactly the way it's, you know. I get what you're saying. I've I've heard that before with somebody who has a excellent voice. I've heard it on a few occasions, but there's nothing spicy yeah. about it. Yeah. You can you can be good and generic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and and karaoke is not a place. I wouldn't say karaoke. You know, karaoke is not a place where you go to. Um, it's no American Idol. You're not going to perform. You're not trying to do that. Right. But you know, at least just you know, do do the best of. I would say try and find your voice. I tell people. I tell people one of my favorite things to tell people when they tell me, I can't sing. I'm terrible at this. You don't. Nobody wants to hear me. And I was like. I always tell people, do the worst you possibly can do. Yeah. Because, you know what? People love bad movies when they're really fun. Right. And they're from the heart. And if you do a bad song with every inch of how bad you can do it, I guarantee you it will be more entertaining than a good song with zero heart in it. Yeah, and I also would say I prefer somebody who isn't good, that tries hard and like enjoys being up there, than somebody who is catering or yeah or trying hard and they're not good you know what i mean they they, or, or they have no I, soul I, yeah, yeah that's they, what i, I get I what you're saying they're like, trying to be serious and like there's yes that's the interesting thing about singing isn't good. it and thinks they're good yeah well that's the thing about that that's about singing that's really interesting is is you can hit notes but if you don't have any feeling that's not the same thing it changes it yeah um i feel like that is that is a a big thing and sometimes you can just man sometimes you can just hear that in people and they don't hit notes properly at all but boy 
I mean, actually, you know, I hear, heard that last night in this guy, and he was a very interesting character. Um, I didn't know much about him, and that's another, once again, that's another thing about karaoke, and that probably has more to do with booze than anything else, is you meet people, and they open up to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. You've heard a lot of interesting tales. Yeah, you hear a lot of tales, and like last night, I heard a guy who's he was this huge... Man, almost seven foot guy, and um, he told me a story, and sadly enough, he just buried his daughter like three days ago. Oh wow! Yeah, and I mean, having a daughter that really hits home, and um, uh, especially boy, since she's just my mine is just turning into an adult, and it's just wild. But um, my point is, is he came in last night, and uh, he was. Um, he was feeling all sorts of things. You could tell the guy was really just trying to embrace life. And that's what you really took from him. He wasn't, you know, exceptional in any other way. But my goodness, you could feel it in his voice. You could feel it. Yeah. Uh, even Jack White. Have you ever seen It Might Get Loud? I can't say I have. There's a documentary and it has Jack White, The Edge, and Jimmy Page. And it's all about playing music and playing guitar specifically. And Jack White puts on this vinyl and I cannot remember who the artist is but it's the artist this artist is this old blues singer with nothing but his vocals and a shoe that he's just tapping on the ground and it's out of time okay <laughs> and it's wild and Jack White cites it as like the main like the main source of his inspiration I believe that's where he goes with it it's been a while since I've seen the movie but it's amazing because what he talks about is what you're feeling is the soul. You're not feeling quality. You're not feeling any of that. You're just feeling the raw emotion. And that has always stuck with me. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's that really is the base of music is soul and feeling. Right. Because that changes everything. Like, you can be a good vocalist and or musician, just guitar, anything. Right. But if there's nothing, like, further beyond that, like... And I feel like karaoke is that conduit right there for the, per the the regular unpracticed person just to do that. Yeah. And that's what I, that I would say is exactly why I like doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, albeit much less than I used to. Well, I'm and sure And that's much more of a bar you. thing than it is the karaoke thing. It's oh, for just, sure. It's just that environment is, you know, it's, it's kudos to people who can continue to do that day in day out because yeah. it's an intense atmosphere <laughs> well i'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> first off i gotta tell you this story because uh it, it just deserves to be told this happened just the other night when i came in and saw you just two nights ago oh yeah whatever. this happened hours before that i was right before i came in i was over at hooligans i just was in there gonna watch my basketball team was playing i just want to have some dinner watch the game and uh, it was pretty busy. I'm sitting up at the bar. There's one seat available right next to me. And this lady comes and sits up there. She's probably in her 40s. And I had actually just told the story last week on the podcast how, for the first time, I had gotten a phone number while sitting up at the bar. And this was a few weeks ago. It was the first time I ever got a phone number from a girl. Just said it, just randomly. Just, just uh, yeah, not not the first time ever, right. but the first, but the first yeah, time I know what she you're came up to me, which yeah. was like here, like I thought. Oh, cool. Yeah. So kudos. So now, oh, you know, 
let's move forward a week. Here I am sitting at the bar. This 40-year-old lady comes and sits next to me. She's clearly already had a few drinks. And she's asking me about basketball and talking to me about just random stuff. And I'm humoring, just making conversation. Somewhere along the way, the conversation shifts. And she's telling me about, like, how she can't stand her husband and like that's why she's out by herself is because she just can't her husband's uh she wants to get away from him this and that sounds like a rough situation at home yeah yeah (laughs) and then she's like out of nowhere like will you make out with me and i'm like uh no (laughs) she's like well don't you think i'm pretty and all this stuff and i'm like immediately well this has just changed you just stumbled into a field of red flags yeah and i'm like well clearly you're married and that would be the not that'd be the only reason i need to not do that and so now i'm going on this whole conversation with her about how she's you know she 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 either needs to let him talk to him or you know i'm like counseling this woman at this point and then luckily my friend showed up or not, you know, somebody I hadn't even seen in years. He's like, notices me at the bar, comes and rescues me. He's sitting next to me. I start talking to him. She ends up leaving. But she was at the Crystal also later. Much Oh, younger. my. <laughs> now, I just thought that story needed to be told anyway. But I'll transition <laughs> that into asking you, what are some of the wildest things you've experienced in your entire time in the bar industry as far as it can be crazy uh, just whatever wild stories come to your head. You know, it's wow, it's funny because you say that. I mean, and this is, yes, definitely all going to be from Hudson's because that, that really is the bulk of my time. Because I will say the disclaimer is, outside of Hudson's, honestly, I mean, I'm not a big bar person, actually, for the most part. I okay. mean, a lot of my time comes from, like, yeah, I used to do a lot of, you know, younger parties and stuff. I like, I like, hung out with friends a lot and everything but actually most of it is just you know hudson's because that was uh that was my little corner of existence (laughs) um that being said some of the crazier times i mean are we talking about what i experienced directly or just maybe some of the things that happened because let's go both (laughs) because i think i remember one of the craziest things that we ever expect experienced was this kid who I it, it was one of the only experiences I've ever had with somebody who is very so mentally ill that they were very disconnected from reality. Okay. Um and I remember there was this kid that came up to me and it was a busy night and he was I didn't think anything of it because I'd seen him around and he was really quiet. And he came up to me and for some reason told me he was really paranoid about this group of people that were looking at him. And I just thought, okay, well, it's somebody being drunk and paranoid and something else. And about 20, 30 minutes later, if I remember right, he... Next thing I know, I hear some some scuffling from outside. And I see these this group of people come pouring in from outdoors and this guy coming in grabbing his neck. Well, that, that kid who was talking about being paranoid was, I, I guess he was just staring at that group of people and this one guy in particular, he just jumped, he jumped over at this guy and just grabbed a knife out of his pocket and started slashing at this guy's neck out of nowhere and nearly cut some arteries like yeah he jumped on top of him yeah we had to call the cops and everything 
And it was just one of those things where I like, I didn't know if this guy, I mean, it just seemed like paranoid delusions. And I mean, the guy, and it was wild because the guy that he jumped on top of him, I believe was uh, a Marine. Holy. Yeah. Which was even crazy. I mean, granted the guy did not expect somebody to just come out of him out of nowhere with no provocation whatsoever so that was one of the wildest things i saw there oh damn i mean um as far as experience well let me tell you what i did one time this was early on because the early days of hudson's i would say in the first four years that i was there that was when we were balls to the walls trying to start like make that place a party bar we were making theme parties we had things like the ABC party, uh, the Anything But Clothes oh, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which uh, yeah, there was there was there was a lot of very near nudity. We had we once had we once had the cops called for public indecency. That was early. That was like the old owners of the bar. Oh, really? Yeah, we straight up had like strippers in the parking lot and everything, oh, wow. if I remember right. Um, but there was one time we brought in one of those giant inflatable. Um, water slides. I don't know if you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. They just yeah, they just fill them up, put them in the parking lot. And we were uh, we were getting pretty tuned up in the middle of the day and everything. And I decided to do like this these these swan dives where I jump and land on my chest. <clears throat> well, one of the times I decided to jump, I uh, jumped way too far and overshot it. And, like, landed straight on my face. And my back kind of curved to where, like, my foot came around and... Total scorpion. Slapped, yeah, slapped the back of my own head with my my, my foot. And my left arm went sl- swinging around. And, and I believe I dislocated my arm. I'm not kidding you. Like, it hurts to this day. I can feel it right now. And, and it was just one of those things I, like, crumpled into a pile at the bottom. And everybody was like, are you okay? And I don't know why, but I wanted to save face, so I got up immediately, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine, and I just jumped right up and walked right indoors, and as soon as I walked inside, I just crumpled to the floor and nearly started crying and just completely fell apart. I couldn't use my arm for like two weeks. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's... Has nothing to do with karaoke, but, but yeah, that's oh, what, no, that's fine. Like that's the shenanigans we would get up to, and it was like at that level for like four years straight at Hudson's. Damn. As far as like most jacked up I've ever gotten in a bar was at Hudson's, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by no fault of anybody but myself. So what I used to do um, on our Sunday nights is we'd go to the bathroom, and as the alcohol starting to flow a little bit. Um, if I was in there with Chris, uh, my little party trick I like to do was do a, a box jump onto the sink. <laughs> like that, I would just, I just, I don't know why. I don't know what I was going in my head that I thought that was cool. And I, every time I would, I was successful. Well, one night. Oh no. I was not. Oh no. And, um, of course what I ended up doing was jumping up. Came up short, my feet slipped, and both shins onto the corner of the of the counter, just straight down. And so, with my full body weight, yeah. <laughs> I used a skateboard back in the day, and so I've got plenty of bumps. Ugh. Yeah, I remember. Ugh. I remember walking. I, I I I was sitting on the floor in the in the bar with cold paper towels on my on my <laughs> shins. I still have scars from it. 
And, wow! And I, was... I ended up singing, so I would just sit in the chair and sing. <laughs> wow, was I there that night? I, I don't mean, think you were. I will say also, I mean, that was also a time that I was drinking a lot and often did it on the job too, so there's a lot of times that were blurs. I think that might not have been a night you were there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like you might have remembered Like maybe Josh or something was there. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I would give advice also to some other bars. If you're ever going to just, you know, arbitrarily buy stripper poles and put them up, you might want to think twice about it because I'll tell you what happens when that happens. We did that for a while and we thought it would be really fun. Let me tell you, I think there's a lot of dudes whose inner desire is to be a stripper. I think so because... That happens a lot when you put poles up. It's mostly guys. You'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd be surprised. However, were there some that weirdly impressed? enough? Yeah, yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah. I mean, it was it was a give and take, boy. But it's it's uh, it's something else. You get some interesting characters. Oh in there. man, I can only imagine that invites a lot of interesting characters to uh, well entertain speaking, the idea. Oh, and speaking of strippers, I would never. Um, I would never ever deal with male strippers again either. Oh, you did that? We did too? that, yeah. Well, Hudson's was ran. Hudson's was uh, managed. Let's put, let's just put it this way. I think I was, yeah, it was like me and Matt and Trent, probably some of the only male staff in the bar and everything, and which yeah. is fine, you know. Yeah. I was always support. I always supported Diane. Uh, always a shout out to her. She made that place run like phenomenally mm-hmm. she the, she was the linchpin of that place but uh yeah they they had uh basically some knockoff chippendales come in there once and boy let me tell you i was less than impressed with some of those guys was it like chris farley style <laughs> just no, big old guys <laughs> no they were jacked yeah. but man you couldn't carry a conversation i was like literally it was one of those things where like i had to be like guys eyes are up here not because they were looking at me but they were doing this the whole time just being like oh here let me Make sure I'm looking good still. (laughs) Just totally... I mean, there might be a certain point where some dudes get jacked and they're just brain cells stop. Not saying that's all jacked dudes. I know plenty of guys that are in good shape, but these ones... (laughs) uh, The muscle starts compressing onto the brain and <laughs> or they just didn't have any much else going on <laughs> well, it seems like a lot of those like in a lot of those cases like okay you're in the field that you need to be in because you ain't, <laughs> you're not doing anything of intellect yeah it comes down to thank god you're pretty <laughs> yeah well i mean <laughs> hey it worked it worked some of those girls were submitting <laughs> oh, yeah i can only imagine um so other than the karaoke stuff what what are you doing? Are you still working with like? Weren't you working with UPS or something like that before? Yeah, it's what I do now. <laughs> like, still it's the... definitely something, man. I wish I did back in the day. Just, I recommend if anybody wants to have a good supplemental job that mm-hmm. just keeps them moving, God, go to UPS. Really? Go in the packing industry. Do something that pays you and keeps you busy. Holy cow! You'll For you sure. will not regret it. Well, that's how I feel with what I do too. Yeah. What is it that you do? I cannot. I I think you've told me before. I do detail and auto body. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. I'm always walking around and just. Yeah, that keeps you always and, doing oh, dude, stuff too. Physical labor job is always going to be my preference because I couldn't sit at a desk. Right. I. I would say I could sit at a desk in the sense of, um, like well, like you were saying with 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 painting and stuff, you like doing that. Yeah. But I feel like, in that sense, I as I've gotten older, also something like that is much more of a hobby. Like I've realized, I could not make a commercial 
career out of sitting at a desk all day. I think maybe that's what you're saying. I too. guess I'm more thinking yeah. like numbers and files and things like that. I would, yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> if I now, if I was doing something, you know, like you said, artistically or something creatively on a computer, that's a different story. But if I'm just like, and even then, it has to be something that, like, and something that's your own endeavor. I'm yes. sure too, not yes. like something you're doing for other people. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Even even editing these podcasts can get mind numbing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I get just just process of like making everything doesn't help that I. It's the same thing over and over again. And I imagine, I imagine that's still even a different beast than editing, say, like music and sound. Which I've, because what you're talking like that, that's like a whole like different sort of creativity. Like you're listening for different tones and pitches and yeah, volumes and this other stuff. And I'm sure I, I can't say I've ever edited a podcast, but I imagine it's more like cutting. It's, yeah. it's it's really just basic. Yeah, it is. I'm guessing because I've I have done commercials on radio before. Oh, okay, and I mean they pretty much do like most of the cutting like right there in front of you and everything. Yeah. And I imagine it's much more of that. I feel like you have a really good voice for radio. I feel it's, like you could be a radio DJ. I want to do podcasting though. It's I'm a, it's you. one of one of those things. It's like it's it's I'm. I'm a person like I I want to find direction and I love solidarity and direction. But boy, sometimes when I'm doing other people's things, I get frustrated oh, real that makes bad. Absolute sense. And honestly, that's the best part about podcasting is you have no boss. It's everything you want. Uh, you control the the direction, the narrative, everything like that. You, there's no overhead. It's all you. All yeah. all it takes is buying a few mics or however you want the setup. You could have it to be the most basic setup you want. Like like we talked about before, it could be on your phone. And you don't, like, I do video, and, like, I recommend at some point doing video and audio, because, honestly, my audience is mostly YouTube. Yeah, well, it hits a broader audience, it does, right? yeah. yeah. I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know, I just follow, I, what I end up doing is following the, um, the direction most of the podcasts I listen to, I just kind of follow their guideline that they've said already i think you're right though i think it's well i think it's one of those things that that there's a big there's still a pretty big difference between youtube youtubers and podcasts and there's not not everybody goes to like spotify or stitcher or apples like there's still i still run into people nowadays that are, that are like what is a podcast yeah that are not older people mm-hmm. you know i mean it's yeah you still run into it i feel like the biggest problem with Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify and stuff or people think they have to pay for it and in some cases you do but I don't, I don't have a podcast or I don't have like a, a Spotify subscription I listen to all the podcasts I want true and and you know and you can do that with Spotify I think with Spotify for me is I also I use it a lot for that's my basically like my go to music app as well and I will say you know with Spotify if you want all that music and you want to get rid of commercials, yeah, go ahead and pay for it. Cause yes. you know what? I, I switched from like Amazon music and well, dude, I'd rather have Spotify than like YouTube premium or Apple or, or any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even used Stitcher for a long time, which is not a platform exactly. They just kind of put things together, but they also recently reformatted their design and, mm. Well, basically what happened was everything that I had saved on there, all my podcasts and categories and stuff, completely got deleted. So I was like, you know what? Oh, what nope. a bummer. Nope. I'm done. I, I feel that. Yeah. Just so, rage yeah. quit it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel that. Let me ask you, like, as far as, I know, oh boy, I know we're going to get meta, and of course, since we're doing podcasts, we're going to get into Rogan here, but... Oh, sure. Have you felt a little bit more disconnected since he went exclusive, exclusive to Spotify? I do find myself listening to him less, and I don't know why. Really? Hmm. I don't know why. I actually, well, personally, I like it more because, okay, so for me... I listen to all my podcasts at work. Yeah. And before, I'd have to listen to it on YouTube. And for one, YouTube has their ads that they run. Right. So that interrupts it the whole time. Yeah. And it runs my battery down because I have to... You know, you can't just, like, turn your thing on sleep and it'll still play. Yeah, unless you want to get that premium. and Which I... Who wants to get YouTube premium? No. <laughs> so... And there are still podcasts that I do have to listen to on YouTube because they're not on Spotify. But... With Rogan, it's a three-hour podcast. Right. So I I prefer it on Spotify because you know that's where I listen to all my podcasts, and so I can just play it, put it in my pocket, and it just goes. Yeah, I think maybe I think maybe I'm guessing maybe what I get irritated with is I think I'm still working from like you said he has a three-hour podcast, and it used to be where you just listen to it and he went through the whole thing, and now that it is on Spotify, even if you do pay for it, you still have to listen to the ads that they throw in there. The ones like for himself or yeah, well, I I don't know. They still interrupt me in the middle of them. Really? Yeah. And who you're listening on Spotify? Mm-hmm. Weird, because I and I have a subscription to them and everything. Yeah. Huh, I don't get that. Really? Yeah. Like, th- does it just do the beginning ones? I get the beginning ones. I think there's like they do one in the first hour. Oh, okay. There's like one ad break in the first hour, and then it's there's no more. Yeah. And it's, but that's not really it, though. Like, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. Maybe I'm, I'm just thinking maybe it's just how I view it hmm. or something. Because it was weird because he did the whole thing where he, like, switched to Spotify and moved to Texas. And I guess, I don't know. You know what I've seen a lot of his? And maybe I'm not paying attention. Maybe I've just kind of moved to different things. And that's how I work with, with a lot of subjects is, is I'll kind of go all over the place. I ended up taking a break from Rogan for a little while, too. Yeah. But I'm back on the... I, I'll Now what I do... Because there was a point when I was listening to every episode, and that just gets to be too much. Well, especially when he has... I, honestly, I'm, I appreciate that he, do, that he has comic friends and everything, but... Honestly, comics are my least favorite because all they do is just sit there and talk about how it is to be a comic and, and stuff that you other don't stuff. relate to. Yeah, yeah, and cool. I'm glad they're having fun, but I like I like it when he has, I like his intellectuals. Sure, that's that's the people I go in for okay. or or experiences like uh, one that I found that was fascinating was what was his name Colin O'Brady, the guy who went across Antarctica. Oh solo. yeah, yeah. That stuff I find fascinating. People Which, who are just just these. Unique beasts of mm-hmm. people. Well, I think that's what's nice is he'll have you know four episodes a a week, and so you get a little bit of everything usually, and that's nice because I don't listen to every episode. I just listen to the ones where I'm like, oh, I like that guy. I'll listen to that one, or every now and again I'll pick one that I don't know right who it is, and you find that to be the most interesting one. Right, right. <laughs> I've definitely gotten turned on to a lot of different people <laughs> through him. Yeah. I mean that is, that is definitely true. I mean then that's the biggest influence that that the dudes had. I mean uh is is just listening is hearing other people's perspectives and boy do I really appreciate that cuz yeah. yeah. Um overall what would you say your f- favorite podcast topic is overall? I like comedy podcasts. Yeah. That's what I listen to typically or and it's funny cuz you said you don't really care for the comedy well, stuff. Com- well, 
Comedy comics. Talk. When comics are talking. I sure. love comedy, for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When comics are just talking for the most part. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, uh, they're, they're very smart people, very insightful. It's just most of the time when it's on Rogan, they just end up talking about what it's like to be a comic. In the industry, yeah. Yeah. And that's, see, that's what I like about the other comedy podcasts is that they're just being funny and mm-hmm. like having regular conversations but being funny. Like you pointed out the... Uh, the thing up here, right? Where those are all comic podcasts, and honestly, I don't know that I can name a favorite because I, there's so many I like. Um, I like Congratulations with Chris D'Elia. He does a solo podcast, and he's pretty funny. I think you personally would like Tim Dillon. I've never listened to Tim Dillon. I love, <laughs> I love how Theo Vaughn. I love rants. Theo. That, that talk about a dude who can do solo. Yes. Like nobody's business. Yeah. Theo is definitely like one of my biggest inspirations for trying to do the solo stuff. And there's no way I could I could do it like he does because his brain works in a different level. Than oh yeah, he's else. he's on he's on a whole other level. Actually, you know what? Another one that I like with comics on him, but it, I wouldn't call it a comedy podcast. Is Andrew Schultz's flagrant too? I love Andrew that Schultz. dude. Is a beast. Yes. <laughs> There's something about New York comics that are just yeah. They're on a like Chris Stefano. You know, I, I recognize the name. I'm not familiar he's with his hilarious. content, <laughs> and that's why Tim Dillon too. He's like a New York comic, but yeah. Isn't Tim Dillon like I like I said I'm not familiar with Tim Dillon. Isn't he also like isn't he starting to do one of those things where he's like getting political and a lot of stuff? Yeah, like that's the majority of his like, stuff. But it's yeah, like okay. what it is, it's satirical. It's it's like Which is kind of Andrew Schultz too. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of like if you can imagine um The Daily Show, but to everything that it should be. Yeah. It's it's he talks all the politics stuff, but it, the majority of what he does is act serious, but it's all just him joking. Like, everything he's doing is just a total joke. Yeah. But he's, like, acting serious, like, how, how he thinks this is the way we should do it, even though it's, like, completely not the way we should do it kind of thing. So. So, you're saying you like comics, as in, like, uh, you like... Yeah, you like the comedy podcast. Like, yeah, I um, just like to laugh. You or know? like, um, I think a good example that I'm not personally into, but I know a lot of people that like him is uh, uh, Tom Segura. You know, yes, your mom's I love house. Tom. I know people love your mom's house. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. And I get it. It's just not my flavor, sure. really, per se. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your mom's yeah. house is definitely one that you kind of have to watch, too, because they do a True. lot of clips. Yeah. So it's like, you can't really listen to it and understand what they're watching. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I do enjoy it, though. Like... Because there's always they all have different varieties of uh, like the level of comedy to, or to the level of just like conversation like two bears one cave. Do you, have you ever listened to two? I've, I've listened to clips from them. Burt Kreischer, yeah, and Tom Segura. Like that's a totally different than <laughs> than your mom's house. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on a whole different. It's just them. Well, it's being buddies, making and fun of each other yeah. pretty much the entire time. I know they do. No, those guys are hilarious to listen to. No, my favorite blend. Uh, ever since I found it, um, I I have a fascination with people breaking real hard. Okay. Um, uh, and I, and what I mean by that is is like I don't I wouldn't say I get into true crime podcasts. There's a true pro- crime podcast that I get into, and that's because it's uh, they l- it's the last podcast on the left, which is a big one. I mean, I've heard of that. They're 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 they've got their own thing, but they get into they do that this blend of comedy, 
uh, buffering, very dark material. Okay. While being incredibly researched at the same time, mm-hmm. like they do deep dives on things that are that that are fascinating because. Uh, I mean, I mean, they do they do everything from serial killers to cults to they did a nine eleven episode, which a lot of people even state is some of their most depressing episode that they've ever done. Like really? it's it's a rough one to get to. It really is. Like they get they, yeah they get into they get into some really hardcore stuff while at the same time just trying to lighten the mood the entire time, and they just. For me, they strike this balance that works really well. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that's always a nice thing to have, too. Yeah. Uh, and as funny as, as big as everyone thinks Rogan is, those true crime podcasts, like, there's, I can't oh, remember. Oh, overall? Which, yeah. yeah. That's the, whatever the number one podcast in the world is, it's one, it's a true crime pro- podcast. Yeah. Even above Rogan. And it's like, that's what and really I, is the market. That's true. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I think it's just because I think we all get fascinated when people just like, like what makes people nuts? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, what makes people go off the rails, man? Well, and you were talking about <laughs> history podcasts and stuff like that, which I think I could definitely get into because I always have been a big fan of history, and um, that was one of my favorite subjects in school. Was And as much as I don't like politics, I like government. Like, I like the... How it operates? Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like, without getting into the sticky territory, mm-hmm. yeah. how, how government's actually supposed to work versus... How we're basically, I guess, I guess nowadays, what what politics is 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 it's the equivalent of of I don't even I don't even want to use the word intellectual. It's just, uh, it's, but but it's a sport. Yeah, it's yeah. a team. It's a team. <laughs> yeah, thing. it's go team. Yeah. yeah, and that is that's disgusting mm-hmm. to get into. I get what you're saying. So, but the yeah. history stuff, I could definitely get into that. And mm-hmm. honestly, when it comes to like the intellectual side of like just a, or the learning side of podcasts that's where i kind of use rogan cuz it's just a lot of learning rather than just like hearing funny stories and well have you ever have you ever listened to dan carlin i have not okay well dan carlin has been on rogan before and i love how rogan puts it this guy barely should be called a podcaster because this guy he cre- Dan Carlin has a podcast called Hardcore History he's been doing it for a while um and calling it a podcast isn't is a understatement because it's more like a very intense history lesson each subject he does he he does an an incredible amount of research i've rarely seen from anybody else mm-hmm. each episode like he's in the middle of the japanese side of world war two and it's called supernova in the east he's about five episodes in the series has been going on for i want to say going on three years now wow yeah because each episode is about four to five hours long okay i think i have heard this yeah like he's like rogan said it is barely a podcast it's not even that um, but if you want to get into history, hardcore history is where it's at. I mean, his, his blueprint for Armageddon, his his dissection of World War One, is one of the best things I've ever heard. Okay. And even like he says, he barely gets into it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would, it's amazing. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Jocko Willenick's another guy that I enjoy listening to that's not a comedy podcast yeah and then uh he's so intense yeah i actually he's one of those people that i find weirdly intimidating just listening to and i think that's because he brings the truth out sometimes and you're just like oh man i 
I gotta try harder today. Right. <laughs> and then who's the other dude? The uh, he's actually I think he lives in Kalispell. Um, oh, oh, who are of, you talking about? I know who you're talking yeah, about another, that he has I think on he's there. A Navy SEAL too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was named, yeah, but I I think you're right. He lives in Montana. Yeah, I I, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name yeah, either. It's blanking on me too. But, yeah. Um, so, some of those I, I I don't listen to them regularly, but I have listened to them and I enjoyed what I've heard. Yeah. What do you think is gonna come out of this whole podcasting? I think it's, I feel like I feel like what we're seeing is we're seeing this like restructuring of communities being built, mm-hmm. and because we're desperate for that. I think it's gonna end up being the the ultimate demise of the mainstream media because you know you're getting like i said before you're getting the the aspect of people talking without people writing things for them and you're just getting people talking the raw version of people rather than like the cliff notes and like what people can say that's going to make a, a a clip on the internet or I think you're right. Just I, talking heads, essentially. Like that's what the mainstream media really is: is just people saying not what they think, but what somebody told them to think. Right. They're well. They're part of a business. Yes. I mean, people talk about the mainstream media. Like I've grown up for years living in a household where you, you know, I mean, you, you. I grew up listening to talk radio, and a lot of the narrative has been like, well, the mainstream media wants this agenda, and I don't think it's as sinister as that. Yeah. I think it's more like what makes money, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really what it comes down to, and what makes money will always change direction, and that's why it's so confusing, and what podcasts do is... It's like it's like you're listening to the weather on the news and they're telling you it's raining outside, but a podcast is being like looking out the window mm-hmm. and seeing that it's not raining. Yeah, because they're telling you it as I don't know. Yeah, I that's just where I think podcast is is gonna be the eventual. And Rogan's proved that as far as he's the number one face in media. Yeah, and he's not you know he's not trying to tell everybody he's just telling it from his perspective and he's bringing people on to to just be themselves and not I don't think he even tries to tell it from his perspective and I think this is what a lot of people appreciate about it I think he's just trying to say I'm just trying to explore these ideas yeah. and I love what he says about not being married to beliefs I think that's a really important thing is is we we really we really often get this idea that our since we feel something it must be true mm-hmm. and and we're not really taught in our society to sit and wait on our feelings and de- disseminate them and move on with it we're just taught to you know we we kind of get live your truth mixed up with your truth is whatever you feel in the moment. Yeah. Do you think that's that's something that we see a lot? That's not a bad assessment. I could see that. Yeah, I think a lot of people with the marriage to ideas, I think people feel like, and I've been victim to this too, where because I felt a certain way for so long, I felt like that's how I need to feel forever. When, yeah, you're, you're totally allowed to change your opinion and change the way you view things based on the new information that you've brought in. Yes, yeah, no. I mean, in that sense, I've also learned the value of shutting my mouth as I've gotten older yes. and listening and, and, and letting my feelings like settle and be complete. And that's another thing is, is also never react to strong feelings. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I'm definitely, I'm 
definitely one of those people who have always done that and that's yeah. been that's been something that I've had to kind of just like uh, let's sit back and marinate and <laughs> sit with yeah for yeah. sure now I do think I um I don't well what you're talking about before too with uh mainstream media having a business thing and like they have to sell well it just so happens what's selling now in today's world is fear mm-hmm. and uh, conflict. So yeah. whatever can rile people up the most, and like we said before, with the team mentality of politics. For okay, here's what I want to know: When did this switch happen that all of a sudden politics was like the number one? Remember when people like just didn't care and politics kind of just happened? And well, once again. I will say, because I lived in a household where talk radio was on all the time, that wasn't really a thing for me. But I will say, and I know this is kind of unpopular, but I will say that talk radio, I don't think it was the, I don't think it was wrong to do. I, I, I want people to speak their minds. I completely believe in free speech. But at the same time, I would say publicly they threw the first stones. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Not John. I'm not necessarily saying you you were always wrong. They were wrong to point it out, but they publicly. I I think there was this idea of where you you know I mean you hear words like I like I don't want to get too too on one side or another, but you hear people say names from one side or the other. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to get into specifics, sure. and I don't ever think that helps the conversation and i think Mm -hmm. talk radio early on really did do that it was it was antagonizing and poking instead of having a conversation right and i think nowadays what we're seeing with podcasts in contrast to talk radio is exactly that you know i i I, dude i love it when i see people with contrasting views have a conversation those are my favorites yeah absolutely well it's better that they that's the way it should should and has has always should have been. Yes, is conversation, not argument or even debate for that matter. Like it's there's debate to a certain level, but if you're conversate, I feel like there's a difference between debate and conversation. Absolutely, because well, you can debate while having a conversation, but I feel like debate in the end always ends up turning into conflict and just like. I get what you're saying, right? And I think debate needs to be, there needs to be a specific setting for it, which is something we're seeing. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. you hear about it with like, was it like Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris? Like, that's a pretty popular example of two intellectuals publicly having a debate. And what a debate, really, I guess what a debate would be is two people who are very prepared Mm. to go into a conversation. And most conversations with podcasts, that's not, you know, like I will say that most things like if I'm saying it off the top of my head I'm not an expert in mm-hmm. I'm just saying something I read or thought of in the moment mm-hmm. and yeah. uh should not be taking advice at all it's just where I'm coming from <laughs> for sure yeah no that makes a lot of sense as far as uh, the talk radio thing and I hope I hope that podcasts will eventually be the counteract to all of that and yeah maybe instead of causing divide will cause community yeah and and honestly i think that's that's a big thing is is to cause community and i mean that just and that just comes down to i mean 
finding common ground. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> I feel like we're kind of getting into the bigger problems of the world. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, as far as that goes, I, 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 think, I think the best thing people can do is just, <clears throat> you know, treat people kind, kindly. Uh, and, and, uh, we all, we all like to feel that. Yeah. You know, that's something we all have in common. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that definitely would make make the world a little bit better place. Um so I mean, we're talking a lot about just I guess the media aspect of things, not just like with the karaoke and with and with podcasting stuff. I want to know like what you've been up to outside of all of that. Cuz like we were I was thinking about this earlier. It's like most of the guests I have on the show are like close friends of mine who I already know everything about. You know what I mean? And like we've known each other for a good while, but we don't really know each other. You know this what I mean? is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, this last year hasn't been too big. Honestly, this last, particularly from when I came back from Texas, which, you know, that was a few oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah, because I left Hudson's for a little while there. Yeah. For about six months, and I went down to Texas for some new ventures that didn't work out. And then I came back. What I really haven't shared too much with people is, um, basically, when I left for Texas, uh, I was not... I went through a really kind of a... When I left for Texas, I went for a better for a better job, and then while I was down there, I ended up going through a bad breakup that I didn't expect to go through, and um, basically just kind of dismantled a lot of stuff. I honestly sold everything from my life. Uh, I ended up tanking my credit. You know, I mean, just a lot of lot a lot of things went south. Uh, I started drinking a lot more, and. Um, then when I came back up here, I just kind of, I came back to Hudson's and I just felt really numb. And I mean, honestly, for the past couple of years, all I've really been doing is just working and um, trying to hang out with my kid. And I'm not kidding you when I say like, that's really about all I've been doing. Mm. Um, um, because um, they're just... There just there there's just been a big reset period in the past couple of years, which is not bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it's. It, I guess you could call it a midlife crisis if you want. If you want, like it, it was just it was just this big moment where I hit reset, and and so now, I mean, I love I love going to the Crystal to to go out once a night and for the most part and and blow some steam and and let your hair down spend, a little bit. And spend some time with people, and really, and and really interact with people. But really, for the most part, other than that, like I, I enjoy putting my head down and working, and and having some projects at home and stuff, and <laughs> and sometimes playing an unreasonable amount of zombies from Call of Duty. I don't know why, but that's been a big one lately. <laughs> I mean, that's you're not alone in that. I think a lot of people have gotten into that one. So yeah, and I'm I'm. I'm Weirdly, uh, yeah, but honestly, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've, most of it's just been introverted and I've been looking into what you're doing with this podcasting and, um, I mean, and sort of doing that and trying to fit, settle on what I want to do 
maybe going forward in that aspect. I think that'd be a, yeah. a nice venture for you. I mean, uh, it's it's so easy, dude. Like, I'm just kind of resetting what I like. For sure. You know, and, and falling back on the things that I know I like and the things that I know that help me. Um, because I guess one thing I didn't tell, I didn't say either is, is I've been working on stopping drinking for a long time. It's been start, stop for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, this last, this last time I did it, I, I kind of got a wake up call from, from my doctor and everything. Mm. Uh, cause I used to drink an unreasonable amount, especially at Hudson's and am I unreasonable? I mean like a liter of vodka a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I, I maintained it. Um, and thank goodness I have never had to deal with any like serious physiological issues as in like shakes or anything like that. But, um, no, I mean, um, it, it did really become a defining point. And so all I've really been doing and um, is 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 just trying to reset where I put, like, what is fulfilling to me. Right on. You know? And that's what I've been doing. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. a time of self-reflection and all that stuff is never a bad thing. It's better than you diving further into the hole and, and just deciding that this is where I'm at this is how it's going to be I mean it's always I would always applaud somebody who's who's working to better themselves and what whatever steps that may be obviously you're taking positive steps as opposed to walking backwards right right and, and it's crazy how you know just a few things will eventually you know just a few bad turns snowballs into just this more and more and more and I've been there too man yeah like with when you said that about your relationship falling apart, like I was there at one point where, you know, you have all these plans for the future and, and you all of a sudden all of that's gone. And now you're like, uh, now what do I do? Like, I don't have any, I didn't have a backup plan. There was no plan B. Yeah. I feel like that one of the most unstable, unlivable environments for people or states of mind for people to be in is without purpose. Mm. You know, I think that's mainly like that's being a person. Yeah. I don't, some people say happiness. I don't think happiness. Happiness is something that comes and goes. Tragedy is something we have to deal with throughout our life constantly, too. But purpose is what really I think drives people. You know, and um, you can lose that. You can really lose that if uh, if you start trying to cater to what other people really want and let other, and when, you know, when you start relying on what other people really see in you, when they, you know, it can be a positive thing for people to be like, you should do this and this and this, but if you start relying on it way too much, then, you know, it, you start losing who yourself is, you, who, who you are. And if you throw booze onto that mix, you really, really, really start blurring those lines. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, and that's how I was too. I mean, I just when when that when all my uh, plans kind of fell fell into the abyss, and I didn't have a plan B. That's what I did was just drink and and kind of just fell into this nothing. Like I, I I did nothing. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to do nothing like that. And it's like almost in a way though, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I like talking about self-reflection and like deciding purpose and, and all this stuff. It's like, I never had that before. Right. I, 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 th- I was just like this version of who I thought somebody else wanted me to be. Boy, have I, have I done that before? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and hear so you. Now I feel like I'm more a version of what I want to be now. 
And I still feel like there's more of that to come. Like, I'm not done being who I want to be. Absolutely. And actually, to your point there, I believe that's part of it, too, is is some of it is I'm not exactly who I used to be either. Yeah. So I can't necessarily... Like, there are some things that I fall on that I know that it will still make me me that I that I really enjoy. Like, uh, I love, uh, dude, I love biking. I still like, I obviously doing the karaoke. That's, that's part of it. That's why that's, you know, that's part of why I do it is, is because that's just part of what makes me feel whole mm-hmm. in is being able to do that. Um, but yet at the same time, there's other things like I don't, I, I love drawing, but I don't draw like I used to. Same here. However, I'm finding myself drawn to, Maybe checking out, finding out new forms of art. I've been working on uh, making some walking sticks. Uh, Maybe some more, more, uh, um, I don't want to say contemporary, uh, just uh, expanded mediums with working with art and everything. Or visual art, I should say. It's not necessarily even all drawing or or even painting. I have no patience for painting, actually. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's definitely more my realm. Like, yeah. I would be very bad at like woodworking, like with you were talking about walking sticks and stuff. I I, I love the feel I, yeah. for sure. Like <laughs> I I did a, a ceramics class, yeah, and I thought I would love it, and I did not. Like I just wasn't as good at it. I did like wood shop. You know what I was interesting about ceramics because I did that a long time ago too. I liked I liked making the ceramics. I didn't like painting them. Okay. okay. Yeah. There was two. It was like two different sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. I, I can take a canvas and, and deal with that for a long set of time, but and a lot of it, I think, to me, is the fact that I always... And I've been trying to work on this, too. And this almost kind of goes back into the the um, last conversation we had, but you have this vision in your head of what you want it to turn out to be, and then it never really turns out that way. All, you know, it, it can if you're really good at it, but yeah. for me... In a lot of cases with that, because I'm not well practiced and staying, staying up on it. But it's like, there's always this version in your head that you want it to turn out to be. And I feel like for me, when it comes to like a physical art or, 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 you know, like a three dimensional art, like wood or, or clay. Yeah. If it's not that way, I feel way more upset than if it's on paint because you can cover that up and start over again. Fair enough. Yeah. You can't really start over. A, a a physical project that if you if you mess it up yeah you know what yeah, I mean yeah no I get it and well I mean I guess isn't that what the beginning of, of working it on is. something is for is but is to be able to mess up at it my my patience level is, is just <laughs> not it's not there for that um, but and that same goes for like music like I, I tr- I've tried so many I got these guitars here I've tried so many times to play these things and I just have no patience to dude. I hear you. I am. I am interested. I love. I love being in a studio or producing or mm. or cutting and stuff like that or singing vocals. I am with you. I have no patience to learn any instrument. I'm like, I know the basics of how to play a piano. I know where the notes go, and I can maybe work a few things from there. But honestly, outside of that, yeah, I'm I'm with you too. It, like it just takes, especially I guess especially with with musical instruments it takes yeah. so much time to hone it unless and i applaud yeah. anybody who does because yeah. that's you don't learn that overnight yeah and i'm somebody who if i can learn it quick 
then I'm interested. Yeah. But or maybe if you just enjoy it, or if you just have that innate yeah. talent. Yeah, yeah, and enjoying it too. That because that's really what you're looking for is the is the fulfillment of enjoying yeah. it, right? And personally, I enjoy singing. Like that's yeah. my. And it took me. I, I always felt like I needed to be this like multi-talented musician, where it's like, because I've always been more impressed with people who know how to play guitar and sing and drums and all this stuff. And I always thought that's what I wanted to be, or like that's what I should be. And it's like, no, that's not for everybody. You know who I think is a great example of that? Dave Grohl. Well, Dave Grohl. Yeah. Well, although he, although, well, I was, I was, because you were saying uh, playing guitar and singing and oh, stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant somebody who's not that actually gotcha. is Rob Zombie. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't play any. I didn't know this until actually uh, recently. He doesn't play any instruments at all. But the guy actually has a very natural talent for art. He's been doing it for mm-hmm. a long time before he actually even became famous. For singing, oh he yeah, was, he actually he was on MTV doing like artwork and murals and stuff on uh, like one of their old shows. Huh? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, no, but I think like he's the... fascinating, like because the guy has an incredible amount of energy too. Oh, he's not even my favorite type of music. Cocaine but... help, helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. But what I'm, but all I'm saying is, is like, yeah, look at, I mean, look at the guy. He just was, like does this. Oh, dude, yeah. I, and, and that's the thing is, is I don't exactly enjoy, like, I like him, but I don't exactly, he's not exactly my favorite in everything, not my favorite movies, music, or anything, but man, he's got a style about him, and I gotta respect that. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's definitely musicians that I am also a fan of that, that don't really, like Maynard Keenan, I don't know that. <laughs> that guy's on another level yeah. of any, of something else and stuff, yeah. But I've never seen him yeah. hold a guitar, you know? I, I, I'm not yeah, going to sit here and say that I know that for a fact that he doesn't play, I mean, he probably does, I don't know. Yeah. But I've never seen it, so it's like... But yeah, I, and I love that kind of personality of somebody who's just like, I'm attracted to what I'm interested in mm-hmm. and stuff, and um, I mean, dude, to anybody listening, if you have that, don't lose that like because mm-hmm. boy if you let once again if you let other people tell you what you're interested in you're just gonna you're just gonna you're, you're gonna dull that edge well that's the other thing real. too is like if you're interested in, like there's all there's so many people that say like stay in your lane you know i don't i don't buy into that it's like if you if there's a lane you want to explore explore it like obviously there's things that everybody's better at in certain aspects as far as like you know i feel like i'm I'm obviously a better singer than I would be a guitar player mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so I, that's the lane that I've chosen to stay in. But if I had that desire to learn guitar, do it. I just, don't, I just personally don't have that. But I, just to anybody else, I would say if there's lanes you're better at, but there's also lanes that aren't explored that you want, do it. That's what I did with like the podcast. It's like, well, why don't I try this? And if, right. I, if I wasn't good at this, I wouldn't be on 44 episodes. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, no, and and always just you're right. Just keep on doing it, man. And and you get better. Like don't let don't let. Yeah, you always get better yeah. at things. You you might not necessarily be the best, but you always get be- better at what you repeatedly do. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, you got practice makes perfect. Of course. Yes. Yes. Well, and boy, going back to the drinking thing, actually, except for that, I'm not joking you because when you do that daily. Um, yeah, you really just don't pay attention anymore to anything. Yeah. You know, you just, you just stick with what you're comfortable with. Yeah. And boy, if you only stick with what you're comfortable with, that's another thing too. Yes. Always, I guess all you do want to push yourself forward, but once again, only with something that you really want to do. But also if you don't push yourself forward, you're not going to go anywhere either. 
Sure. So. Yeah. Well, there, there's always. It's not as it's not nothing's so simple to just. There's, <laughs> there's different levels that you got to kind of combine all the certain aspects to make yeah. a perfect scenario for things like that yeah and this is not advice i mean obviously like <laughs> i mean everybody has their own yeah tale that they gotta that they gotta write for themselves but yeah we're just no, telling you, from our perspective the way that we have experienced things have you ever well have you ever had anybody be like oh you're such a good person and you're like yeah but that's only because i've made shitty decisions before oh sure <laughs> or it's like yeah you only know this version of me yeah exactly like, you weren't around for the other for the other sides exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> or like the worst is like i don't know when you think when people tell you you're a good person but you know the darker things that you've done or said or felt and like i think everybody has that and i think it's important that you don't you don't dwell on that stuff i believe we all have the potential i would say to you know, be incredibly good or incredibly evil. I absolutely think that. I think I think one thing that I, I've told people that makes them incredibly comfortable uncomfortable is you have the capability to Hitler to be Hitler. You just haven't found the ingredients that get you to that point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I'm sure somewhere in, inside of each of us we have a belief that tells us we're right enough to. We, 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 how do I, am I trying to say? We, we have the justification to create amount of, a bunch of amount of evil that makes sense to us mm-hmm. each. Yeah. Um, boy, I've, I've explained it a lot better before, but I hear you. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I know what you mean. Everybody is capable of great power and everybody is capable of great evil. Yeah. It's just... It's just how we tell ourselves that and how we get to that point. I also, you know, yeah. there's also a level of what the situation you've you've been put in will create that kind of a person also. Yeah. Like if you're somebody who's who's just put in a place of power, eh, I mean that could yeah. that could shape you in a lot of different ways. I think this is why principle is probably the most important like to, to in in a personal aspect to be consistent and to be like well this is exactly the person I'm going to be and you stick to that regardless like if you do that then your choices can be built around that but if you don't you know then you're going to ju- end up justifying you know why you get to be a piece of shit to somebody but they don't get to be one to you yeah you know? And I felt that before. Yeah, exactly. I know, and that's that's just it. Is is we all uh, we all feel that righteous indignation. I've I've explained that to, as my kid before. Is when when you when you live in your own body and you're all in your own consciousness, you view yourself like liquid. Mm. But when you have an interaction with other people and it's unpleasant, you view them like something solid. Like they're this just giant piece of shit because that one interaction that you had, or maybe if it's maybe it's a few, they're just always like that. Yeah, you know. For sure. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we always give ourselves justification. Because we have to live with ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. Um, How old is your kid now? She's turning 17. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. That's wild, so the So they say. I'm 40. Right. Well, that's not <laughs> I, I know. Mean, see, and back- I don't feel old. I never have. Well, that's, that's, a, that's, I guess, one of my things is I... I have an incapability of feeling old, I That's think. Good. <laughs> I hate when people are like my age and, and they're like, oh, I'm getting so old. I'm like, you're, 
wait till you're like 50 and then you're gonna say man i wish i was 28 again oh man i hear dude i hear it all the time with people like 21 23 year olds at work and i hear them complain and i'm like are you kidding me well like 50 is not even even 50 is not that old anymore like if you can if you can treat yourself right and like not you know well let's go back to podcasters david goggins yes (laughs) you want to talk about a guy now that's an extreme example that I don't know if any I would recommend for anybody to do. Oh <laughs> yeah, still, I mean, he's like, inspirational as hell, but he, yeah. he can show you what f- sheer force of will is. But I'm also still gonna give that guy about another decade or so and see what he looks like because his knees. I think there's a certain point in time where your body will eventually break your own will too. Yeah. I I think I mean he'll always. I could be wrong, dude. I mean, he's mentally strong, and, yeah. he, and I don't think that'll ever fade. I don't think we're necessarily supposed to push each push ourselves to the point of breaking all the time. Yeah, I agree. That's just me, but I agree. But, but it does show like what will can get you. Oh, for sure. Hard hard work, will all that stuff. I mean, you can you can definitely achieve pretty great things. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask real no, before we because we're getting toward the end here. I do want to ask you because we've talked in the past about you know Marvel things, <laughs> things in this realm. Yeah, let's you know? go with enjoyable stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Here. <laughs> so what what have you gotten into lately? As far as have you been watching like the Wandavision stuff? And um, yeah, I I did. Uh, I I fear I, I let's see. I enjoyed Wandavision for the most part. Um, Believe it or I thought the end actually was... I was less interested in Wanda and more interested in Vision, actually. Me too. I, I think so. Like, just because... I mean, I think... Because overall, Wanda really had the whole show. But also, in the end, she just kind of... It just kind of turned into a big witch fight. Well, and it was kind of just like... Yeah. The ultimate... It was really the story she never got. Yeah. That she needed to get. But you know what I found out that I didn't know? Marvel didn't ever have the rights to the name Scarlet Witch. Oh, that, that was, belonged to. Fox. Oh, that was a mutant thing. They didn't yes. get it until Fox. That makes sense. So yeah. that's why it took up until now for them to be able to call. I her didn't the even Scarlet think Witch. of that. Yeah, because she was a. Yeah, because she was a mutant. Yeah. And they and now in the MCU, she's not even going to probably not going to be considered that. But I mean, oh, that's hmm. and that's also probably yet another hint that we're going to get the get those mutants in the MCU. It's happening. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. I, yeah, because I was a little uh, there. There were there were some really cool concepts in there that I really really liked, um, um, and other things where it's like okay, well, I mean, there is things in Marvel that we got to realize that are just Marvel things and that we're used to, and they're probably just going to stay there because there's a certain amount of traditional, I would say, traditional Marvel storytelling that we're used to, and to keep the tone of the universe, we're they're just probably going to need it there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I can't really put my finger on it. It's just a Marvel, you, you get what I'm saying? Just uh-huh. have a Marvel yeah, yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I, I love that they are kind of expanding and doing weird new things, but I don't think they're always going to go that weird either. For sure. I don't think they're going to do DC and like really get wild with their creativity because I hope not. Yeah. it's already getting wild enough with like the, uh, multiverse and, all this extra stuff, you which know? is all standard Marvel stuff. It is, but yeah. it's oh, I, when, they, I, when they brought the Nexus in, I was like, "Oh, we're going there." Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. 
I, I'm excited for for the next phase of things. I, I think it's going to be a little bit more dialed down than yeah what we've been used to lately, which is fine. I think it needs a little bit of a. I a, think I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is meh. It's pretty much what I expected. I've so enjoyed far. it. I like I right. liked it's, it. It's what I've expected. Is exactly. what I guess what I'm it wasn't, saying. Where WandaVision was definitely a hard change, and I think it's also because they're advertising Loki, and that looks. That looks rad. I can't wait. I'm I'm super excited for that show because that just sounds that just sounds fantastic. The way they've been doing this is so <laughs> perfect. How it's just like one full series, and then when that one's done, straight on to the next one. Well, that and you know what they've really made me appreciate is weekly episodes. Yes. I really now that they've been doing that again, I'm totally against them dropping whole entire seasons. I don't like it. It makes you want to wait from and you get to indulge you, in more content throughout the week you're not just like yeah you don't digest it it's like it's it's like eating an entire thanksgiving meal all at the same time it sounds like a great idea but by the time you're done with it you're just you Miserable. it's too much yeah yeah it's just yes, too it's much and yeah and now i'm finding myself like watching an episode like maybe you know once or twice Maybe sometimes, yeah, sometimes twice a week just to kind of, like, get every little detail and figure things out. And, I, re- yeah, no, and, I really appreciate weekly. And you get that anticipation mm-hmm. of, like, what's next. You know, so you get, to, you get to wait a little while for the what's next moment, you know? Yeah, and look at all the crazy theories now that are coming out. They're all yeah. like, what's coming up in the next one? Like, people were so all over the place with WandaVision. <laughs> it was unreal, the, the amount of theories that came out of that. How much do you hate this new Captain America? Oh, or are you on the side of you like this? No, I mean I know I can see what they're trying to do, I do too, yeah. and I know a little bit of the backstory. I'm, oh, I'm, okay. Captain America has never been my big thing, and that's that's the thing that you constantly got to. I kind of have to remind myself is actually with the MC, the MCU, even though they're putting elements together and making like fresh ideas, the basis for their ideas are still have all been done. It comes right. They're up, they're yeah. all from comics. They're all things that have been done. And Which everything. I love. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Love and they, yeah, they kind of take little turns and and try and mesh things that necessarily weren't meshed together before in the comics, but they take the elements from those comics and and just make it work. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Like I, I do like I, I like how they do. Yeah, that. they've really gotten the formula because I mean, you and I also come back from uh, probably the era where, uh, I mean. For a while there, sometimes if you saw a superhero movie, you'd be like, Ehh. Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, well, that was even post. Like, I oh, think, are you I talking think, about like. I think uh, where we really hit it off was the first Spider Man, first. No, first X Men. First X Men is where it dropped, right? That's, that's where that it was all, 1999. That changed the game, yeah. I mean, that's where. I mean, yeah, you had like. You had Spawn, which. I think it's kind of a guilty pleasure for me. It's not mm. a great movie, but it's a fun... I still enjoy it. Or Superman, you know, like... People still like the Richard Donner version. Which, actually, when you compare it even to the modern Supermans, they still hold up pretty well. Right. Yeah. I actually saw a thing, mm. too, where... Um, and there, this is another just completely underrated movie that doesn't even get recognized as a Marvel movie. But Blade... They, they I remember watching Blade Two is still one of my favorite movies. Me too, hundred percent. Yeah. Blade, Blade Three, we can. Yeah. Oh, oh. But they said that the Blade franchise actually saved the Marvel. Franchise. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. 
Because that I think Blade was before Spider Man. Yeah, it was. So, but it was, and it wasn't billed even as a comic movie, not by any means, because no. that would have been toxic at that time. Uh huh. And they, and I think they said that because of the success of that, the studios were more likely to to buy the Marvel products. And that's that old school Marvel. Uh, what's his name? Um, because he brought like, yeah, you're right. Because he's also the one that it he wasn't it produced by what's his name? He Avi Arad. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a big like it wasn't. It, he's no Feige or anything. He didn't have the centralized universe. But I believe he's the one who brought Blade, and then he's the one who also like produced um, Spider Man and X Men. Like he just produced. I know yeah. Sony had X Men and Spider Man and everything. Well, Sony had, but I believe Spider-Man he also then... produced like that <laughs> that wacky ass uh, Hulk movie. Oh jeez, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the one with Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, Nick Nolte. No, Blade had Chris Christopherson. Yeah, what? Yeah, which one? What? That was the one with the really bad CGI. Not Nick Nolte, right? Or yeah, it was. I believe Nick Nolte was, was... the dad. Okay, because who was? And he tried. They like they tried to make it like a comic book movie, like yes. different panels, yes. and it was yes. just. That's when you kind of realized, oh, we don't want our movies to look like comic books. You're right. That did suck. And then, because who did the other... <laughs> Until they did Spider-Man, I guess, and then that, that... But that's animation and blah, blah, blah. Oh, dude, that was incredible. <laughs> that's something else entirely. I loved that. <laughs> and then, um... Yeah, this whole studio's owning different things is kind of a... I know. Isn't that scenario? funny that nowadays, like... If you want to know, like, just how the whole things work, like, if you're into the nerdy stuff, like, just knowing how studios work is part of, like, the knowledge that you have to know. You're like, no, so-and-so owns the rights, and then so-and-so bought this out, and that's why you can do this and this. Well, that's why DC <laughs> is, like, well set up, because Warner Brothers just owns all of DC. And yeah. It's just, like, straight up. There's no competition there. Which has led to an interesting... An interesting mix of what DC puts out, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, as far as animation goes... Top notch, dude. Still, and like, man, I love. Uh, what was it? What did they did? Uh, Justice League Dark. Mm. Yeah, very good. Yeah, man. Remember when they did that? And yeah. they did, and they just make these wild swings, which I'm glad are. I know that their their movies aren't always that great, but I'm glad that DC makes those crazy ass swings. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it just helps that yeah they're all under one umbrella. Yeah, where you know. There's so many stories that couldn't be done in the Marvel Universe because they didn't have X-Men. Yeah. You know, like, X-Men's a huge part of the comic universe when it comes to Marvel, and so you don't have any of those elements. And then, like, the Fantastic Four could never be involved, and now all that's going to start playing into... Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how they they do that, because they've also done a lot of storylines already where... They're, the mutants are usually a pretty big part of the storyline. Or Fantastic Four. Like Civil War. War. Civil yeah. War was the biggest. They kind of took a different direction with the <laughs> Civil War thing. but Yeah. Which is fine because it's one of those things like... Because like, I went into Civil War after that. And I realized... Because I, I, I totally didn't realize it at the time when I read Civil War. But Civil War was Mark Millar. And I forgot how dark he gets. And I realized, I was like, boy, you really don't want that in the movies. Because, boy, he get man, he gets really crazy dark. Tony Stark becomes completely unlikable. So does Reed Richards, but he's always kind of an asshole anyways. Yeah. But, 
You know, yeah, it, like, it's, there's just things that I'm like, I like how they did the movie. I, I really do. do. Well, you, you kind of had to do that in yeah. order to jam it into a three-hour movie. Like, they did it right. I think they did it with what they had. They did a good job. Because that Civil War arc in the comics is just, there's so much. And it's world-splitting. Yes. Yeah, like it is world splitting, and they had to somehow keep the yeah. keep the train rolling beyond that. Yeah, and so I thought, yeah, I thought what they've done with the every step of the way in the Marvel movies, I've not doubted it. Yeah, and it's funny because even with these uh, miniseries, I'm like, I I tend to like with Wandavision, I had this thought like. I'm not going to enjoy this, which was foolish because I've never been disappointed by an MCU movie. You know, as far as like the Feige. I mean, as far era. as like where the bar sits. Yeah. Because like, I remember, I remember before Infinity War started, we went through all of them, and uh, we went, we got to Thor: The Dark World, <laughs> which is not a, it's not unenjoyable, but boy, is it forgettable. I still cannot tell you what happens except for Loki dies in it. That's the only thing dies. I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dies, quote, quote, unquote. Literally, that is the only thing I can tell you about that movie. But what's funny about it is, <laughs> is it's very forgettable and not, like, just, it's definitely ranked as one of the lesser ones. Yeah. But it's a very but pivotal. But not unwatchable. Right, and it's a very pivotal one. That's when right. When it comes to all the, like, the Infinity arc. Yeah. So, because I think that's the. Yeah. I would say the only movie that they needed, that I needed to be like, come on, guys. And I maybe it sowed some seeds later on. That we're now seeing with uh, Miranda Lam or Rambo, Mar uh, Monica Rambo, okay, oh. from Wandavision is Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel, like I, I actually genuinely wanted to like that because I've I've read some of it and and it's a pretty cool character, but boy, like as soon as she didn't. Like, as soon as I watched that movie and she didn't give a shit about her past, I was like, why do I care about this movie? Yeah. Like, seriously, it was one of those things where it's like, she doesn't know her past. And then when she has, like, access to it, she's like, eh, I don't want to know. I was like, what What kind of... Yeah. What kind of storyline is that? I, your main character doesn't give a shit about where they came from, even though a good chunk of their memory is missing. Right. Well, hopefully... What? Hopefully they can... <laughs> yeah. Bring and then literally it was just to set it up because she blows a hole in Thanos' ship. Yeah. That's literally the... Oh, that and to save Tony Stark. That was oh, the yeah, only yeah, 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 yeah. reason that they in implemented her. She yeah, was she, not... She was non-existent in that whole... No, movie. it was really just just that. And that was kind of the disappointing. It was like, All right, guys, come on. like you're, you're making an entire movie just for mechanical story functions, and that's it. Right. Well... Hopefully. But like I said, Monica Rambo is an interesting thing to come out of that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And yeah. and I think and and you get the scrawl and all that stuff. That's true. Yes, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and that's that's you're right. Okay, so yeah, they're they they planted seeds in that movie that are going to lead to bigger things, which I think they do in every movie. Like even if yeah. even if the movie necessarily isn't just like this huge success, there's still purpose. Yes, and and it will come back into play later. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to see where things go from here. But yeah. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Awesome, man. <laughs> well, let's get ready to wrap this thing up, huh? Um, I would like to close out with a positive message from All the right. guest. Any motivation? Well, and we talked quite a... We had quite a few of positive motivational type little nips here and there throughout this episode. But anything you want to close it out with and, and let the audience know from you? 
Oh, community and unity, man. Look at uh, look at what people need near you. You know the help that they need and everything, and um, just add. You know, wake up in the morning and say, "What can I add to the world today?" And what can I do um, with a you know with a smile on my face? Um, and 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 really, you know, if you can't find purpose in your life, what I've discovered is try and help people with their purpose then you know and that's where that community and unity starts out with no matter where you come from no matter what walk of life you come from no matter what differences you have you still have basic human things that you connect to with everyone um and that's part of our superpower yeah okay i like it and i agree (laughs) with that awesome man um Tell people when when to come see you at the Crystal. Oh, that's right. Well, uh, uh, Thursday nights, that's the current paradigm. Just Thursday nights at the Crystal Lounge. I'm there at 9 o'clock, and uh, I really, really enjoy seeing people uh, enjoy their lives. And that's what I want to do. Cool. I want to see. I want to put a smile on people's face, or I want to. I want to see people put a smile on their face. Right their on, own man. face <laughs> um and then hopefully yeah hopefully you get into the podcasting thing man if you need any help with that or you have any questions just let me know man i'm more than more than right. happy to help out and eventually i am gonna start like a community page of podcasters if if we get a few people doing it so okay are you interested in other people that are doing it around here and stuff because i know at least one other person that i think has been doing it for a while if yeah you that'd be know. awesome yeah so yeah just let me know about all that and and anything if you start getting it getting into it man let me know i'll absolutely get that off the ground for you so dude that would be so much fun i i I think i think making a network and and stuff like that i mean yeah you heard it here this is this is the seeds of that happening (laughs) hopefully hopefully it's right down the pipeline yeah awesome right on man thank you very much for coming on the show i do appreciate it all right thank you dakota and to everybody out there don't forget life's a garden dig it